welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about being persistent and staying positive while you do it. Excellent. <laughs> I like to hear that. Yes. I'm feeling especially cheerful because I uh, got my favorite chai latte this uh-huh. afternoon. Yeah. And I didn't notice it when they handed it to me, but when I went to take my first sip on the lid, it says, have an amazing day. Oh, is that handwritten or printed? Yeah. Oh, someone just wrote that on the lid for you? Uh-huh. That's wonderful. <laughs> so happy oh man that really shows what just a, a little thing can do yeah the power of the barista exactly oh, exactly <laughs> yeah it was very fun uh, but today our topic positive persistence was suggested by my husband mike yay mike i know it was really great uh he uh has been very persistent, very positively persistent (laughs) in dealing with a health insurance medical issue that um, the insurance wasn't wanting to pay and he had to make lots of calls, repeated calls, and just stick to explaining the situation, explaining what he thought happened until they listened well enough, I guess, and and uh, delved into it a little bit further and found out that he was right. So <laughs> instead of having a $5,000 bill for an MRI, we will have a much smaller bill. Oh, that's great. And that's, yeah. you know, and so... So he kept a good attitude and didn't let it ruin his day, it sounds like. Right. And I think part of that, the part of what made that easy was knowing that he was, you know, his his belief in what happened, that it was approved, you know, it was pre-approved, he had the paperwork and stuff, that it made it that easier to, to stay so positive. Um, I know when, when you aren't sure of the outcome it's a little harder to stay positive yeah but 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 props to him because having the information and knowing you're right and not being heard and being told you're being denied that yeah it would be easy to spin out in in a negative way like yeah so that's really great because those calls are are can really take a, an emotional toll if you let them. Right. And I mean, I know we've all been there. I know I have. And mm-hmm. um, ha- I mean, I, I feel like on a weekly basis, there's something. <laughs> this week was about the closing of my dad's condo and then be, being told he was in arrears on his homeowner's, I mean, his uh, condo uh, 
what is it called? Kondo fee. Oh, yeah, which by HOAs. I, yeah, which I know he isn't. So, uh, it, so actually, yeah, I wasn't that upset because I knew I was right. <laughs> right. But I still got annoyed. I was really annoyed that their bookkeeping was such that they made these mistakes and it was, was going to cost, if I hadn't noticed, it would have cost us $4,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that, that paid off being persistent. Being persistent. Yes. And it wasn't that big a deal, but, but boy, oh boy, those insurance companies, um, that's just, that can be, it's just got the, the ability to be infuriating. So good right. on Mike. And so how did he maintain that positive attitude? I know he know he knew he was in the right, but did he make a conscious decision to let's just be nice to people and make this as positive as possible? Well, that's sort of generally how he goes through life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. <laughs> he doesn't really get upset with, like, he has to be pushed pretty hard to mm-hmm. get upset with people. So that's sort of generally how he... Um, moves through life. And, and I think, you know, I know, I found this to be true, that particularly during the pandemic, when I've dealt with customer service people, and I've sort of gone out of my way to treat them like an actual human being, mm-hmm. that it has really helped a lot, and they appreciate it so yeah. much. Yeah. And they do, they sometimes are empowered to, you know, if they care enough, take it to the next level or what it has to happen. Right. To get a resolution. Right, right. Um, and I and I think that that is one of the things that helps me stay positive. I didn't ask Mike this, but I imagine it does for him too. But to remember that, you know, you're dealing with people who are trying to do their jobs. Right. And um, that sometimes it feels like their job is to make your life miserable, but it actually isn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we have the power to, with, by being positive and kind, to make their lives easier. Yes. And that's a nice, they might as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a chat. I think I actually shared screenshots of this chat with you a while ago. I can't even remember what it was for. But I had an online chat with a customer service rep about mm-hmm. something and and I said, you know, thank you so much. You've been very helpful. I appreciate what you've done for me today. And then he like went off about how much he appreciated that and how it made his day and <laughs> And we had this really, it was like sort of an entertaining exchange at the at the end of this, because um, like, I felt so bad that it, it was unusual for someone to thank him. Right. And didn't he even, um, am I recalling correctly, that he even told you that someone had been really mean? Oh, yeah. He's had, yeah, he's had a really tough interaction and that yeah. your your comments were really appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, oh, and that's probably why you brought up your your um, coffee today. Did you no. bring up, was that linked? Did you do that consciously? No. No, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that barista really was just wanted to make you, every, her his or her customers feel good. Yeah. So yeah. being, that being that positivity really has that ripple effect, and it's nice for someone like Mike who has a naturally positive outlook, um, right? And also, it, it, it I mean, still, 
I think of myself as a positive person, but <laughs> I really sometimes do let those situations get under my skin. And right. yeah, I think I will be reflecting on this discussion in the future because yeah. there's, there's no need to let it Well, in. and I know that um, in the past, what has really like sort of been oh, like triggering to me, is that thunder? No, my next door neighbor has a Harley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't ride it very often, but apparently he's leaving the garage now. Taking it out for a spin this <laughs> afternoon because right. it's only in the nineties instead of the hundreds, so he might as well go out. Jeez, <laughs> that is so funny. It was so loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, the I, one of the things that really sort of um, I find very upsetting in making these kinds of calls is dealing with companies where I feel like I have no power, like dealing with insurance companies and like where you're at their mercy and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. reminding myself that that's not true and that there's, you know, there's always going to be some way to approach whatever the problem is to get it resolved is helpful to me. Like remembering that I am not (laughs) at their mercy. Right. And that's where that persistence comes in, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, apparently Mike was hearing no repeatedly. Yeah. And he just kept trying until he got to yes. Exactly. And sometimes I think in order to do that, you have to take a breather. You have to sort of step away from the situation for a minute and uh, maybe get back in touch with what you're trying to do. Cause I think it can just feel so adversarial mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, like you have to win this. Right. <laughs> and that isn't, that isn't, um, that doesn't help maintain a positive uh, spirit or um, it doesn't, it, it's exhausting. It's like really draining and it makes it hard to be persistent. Exactly. Absolutely. Because if you think it's going to ruin your day, it's hard to make that call. And and it, w- and you, it can so easily ruin your day if you let it. Right. <laughs> uh, even the prospect of it can ruin your day. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how uh, I'm the you know I'm the POA for my aunt, and she had had a doctor's appointment that had to be canceled because the doctor was sick. Uh, that was like Thursday of last week, and I uh-huh. was yesterday noticing that I, I looked in her my chart and it hadn't been rescheduled. I'm like, oh Jesus! So I I picked up the phone and I called and I got the person I spoke to originally, and I was nice and. She's like, I've been calling the nursing home and they're not returning my call. I said, would you like me to call them? She said, yes. <laughs> so I had a different number, I guess, because I just called the charge nurse, you know, that I talked uh-huh. to there. And she's like, oh, she was probably calling the wrong number. And she said, let me send an email to the right person. Boom, boom, boom. And um, next thing I know, I know that person called me with the appointment time. So I was persistent and I was positive and it was mm-hmm. Walla Walla where everything is easy. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but still, it felt, you know, I don't like picking up the phone. I just, right. you know, I, and so it, I made that receptionist's job or appointment maker's job easier because she was trying to do right by my aunt. And I didn't know that. I kind of yeah. thought she had slacked off, but she hadn't. And uh, she just was calling the switchboard and being sent to the wrong person. So, um, 
yeah, that was a nice outcome. And sometimes just, it's so much faster than like what I will do <laughs> way too often, which is send an email or just stew about it or wait a long time to try to get it resolved thinking, mm -hmm. you know, that appointment's going to get made. Well, it wasn't going to get made because <laughs> it needed intervention. Right. Yeah. So it was a nice outcome. I felt good. Oh, that's great. And they were very nice. I mean, everyone's nice in Walla Walla, as far as yeah. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my experience in Walla Walla, that is absolutely true. It's a magical place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird movie set. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think it it is the case. I mean, obviously, people have bad days. And obviously, people are in jobs that they are ill suited for. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for the most part, people are just, you know, sort of trying to get through their day and do the best they can do. <laughs> it, yeah, we'd like to think people are trying, especially people in customer service, right. that their goal really is a happy customer, not an unhappy one. Right. Otherwise, they'd lose their job. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the the persistence thing can be a little hard because, like you're saying, I I am more likely to put something off like that that I think could be uncomfortable or mm -hmm. not work out the way I want it to, um, you know, whatever. And you know, I just. Uh, allowing yourself to sort of take it one step at a time and you know maybe not anticipating that you can fix it in one call but knowing like well I'll make a call today and then I'll see what happens and and if it doesn't work out the way I want it to I'll make a call tomorrow or I'll make a call in a couple of days or whatever but to but to give yourself the space to for you know whatever outcome happens right and that speaks to not putting it off, right? Because sometimes you do need multiple effort, multiple tries to resolve things like that. Right. Be, you need time to be persistent. And yeah. if you're like me and you're putting it off because you think it's going to be unpleasant, then you're screwed. Or it just prolongs the agony, actually. <laughs> <Right>. You're not <laughs> necessarily screwed, but you could be if you have a deadline. Yeah. Um, and then when you, that's when the stress really kicks in and you're, that's when you're perhaps less likely to be nice if you're under that stress, self, a deadline that you have pushed up against. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking like next time I've got something like this, which will probably be this week, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll channel my inner mic and I'll think, just, just get the ball rolling. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not going to necessarily, I might get it taken care of, like, well, it took me three phone calls yesterday <laughs> with the <laughs> doctor, but um, I might get it taken care of today, but I might not. And so I better yeah. plan accordingly. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great plan. The yeah. other thing I would um, like to mention is an NL NLP technique that mm. I use a lot for these sorts of things, because part of what makes it feel uncomfortable to take action on it is it feels really huge and sort of overwhelming or, or like it's looming over you. And if you can imagine the situation, whatever it is, um, so small that you could hold it in the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, this thing that you have coming up. Uh huh. Imagine that you know, however you imagine that, imagine you could hold it in the palm of your hand. Uh -huh. 
And how much easier does it feel to take action on it? It does feel easier, though. I'll admit I closed my hand like I was going to crush it. (laughs) So that may not be that positive. (laughs) Well, I don't know. How did it feel when you did that? I felt instantly guilty because we're having a positive persistence conversation. But when you say imagine it, is it like, I mean, it's whatever comes to your head, right? So if yeah. it's a phone call, you might be imagining yourself on the phone or the, this imaginary other person on the phone, and then you're shrinking it down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. usually when I when I have something like this that that feels like sort of really big and, and unmanageable, it always has like sort of all of these parts in my head. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's all this stuff, and I don't even know what half of it is. Uh-huh. And so just imagine that that could just all shrink down until you could hold it in the palm of your hand. Even what you don't know, and it doesn't, it's not like you have to have a very clear vision in your mind's eye. Just however your brain sort of represents that to it to you, imagine shrinking it down and holding it in the palm of your hand. Uh-huh. Just like letting it all come together and be there. And then, you know, what's the next step that you can take? It might be something like looking up a phone number or something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I said that's helpful. That's a good technique. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you know, it, then the second time I did it, because my hand is out right now. I, uh, <laughs> You're holding it. <laughs> uh-huh, I'm holding it. Rather than squeezing my hand closed, mm-hmm. I blew it like it was a, a, an eyelash. Oh. Just blew it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I uh, really probably can't do that because <laughs> I, I need to deal with it. But yeah, it, t- it takes away the power, doesn't it? It takes yep. away the, the dread. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I love NLP. Yeah. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting because this is just how our mind represents stuff to us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you think about something you have to do and it feels like there's all this stuff that, like, I can just imagine there's all this stuff, like, all around me. And if I just bring it all together and hold it in my hand, then it feels doable. Yeah. And then that follow-up question of what's the next thing mm-hmm. then allows you to take a little thing and do it. Yep. yep, yep. And if what's the next thing feels, um, if that triggers a perfectionistic streak and you want to make sure you do the right thing, mm-hmm. then you can ask yourself, what's one thing I can do now? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very subtle tweak to language, but just switching it to what's one thing I can do rather than what's the next step may free your mind up a little bit to to discover and then take that step, whatever it is. Because anything is better than nothing, probably. Yes. Returning to that positive place, even when you find yourself getting annoyed or frustrated, but coming back to it. Um, it's not always possible to remain positive throughout the whole uh, endeavor, but uh-huh. to remind yourself to come back to that feeling mm-hmm. is really helpful. Yeah, and it's you know it's bringing up in me is my word of the year, which is generosity, mm. and how I can 
be thinking, like you said, about the person on the other end of the phone as a human being. Right. <laughs> Who deserves to be treated gen- with generosity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and that's a shift sometimes. I mean, sometimes when you're really annoyed, uh, it's, it's I, you, I'm not thinking that way when, uh, when I'm really right. annoyed. So that's helpful. Yeah. Good. So we would love to hear from you, our listeners. How do you uh, maintain a positive spirit? How do you um, uh, allow yourself to be persistent in a positive way? You can let us know on Facebook and Instagram at Getting to Good Enough, on Twitter at GTG Enough, or you can head over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Kind of feeling ready to make some calls. Go for it. You just stay positive, okay? (laughs) All right.